Hey, this is Cody Sturge with the pastor at Chill Highway Baptist Church, and you're listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily, a daily ministry of our church, an opportunity that we have every day to share God's Word with you. The Bible says to keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And we know that we keep our hearts as we wash our hearts with the Word of God. We are in a series now in the book of Mark. The book of Mark's a book of action. And I know that there'll be messages and truths from God's Word that'll be a big help to you. Thanks for listening. We're praying for you. God bless you. Let's get our Bibles out, if you would. Take your Bibles and go with me to the book of Mark. Mark chapter number 2. I surprised you. We've been in Mark chapter 1 for a little while. Mark chapter number 2. And we pick up the pace a little bit. Today I want to talk about this, how to bring people to Jesus. And I'm not talking about just specifically one-on-one, that's very important. But I'm thinking about a church and a group of Christian people. How are we going to be most used by God and what kind of spirit and what kind of pattern should we live by if we're going to see God do a great work in our lives? Folks, I want you to know something. I believe you believe it to be true, too. Our world needs Jesus. And we live in uh, a nation and an area that there are multitudes of people who need Jesus Christ. Uh, there are folks that every moment are breathing their last breath on this earth and going to a Christless eternity. Wickedness is rampant, and people need Jesus. And quite frankly, we don't need to be playing church. We don't need to be playing games, but we need to be doing the work of the Lord. We need to be doing it God's way with God's power and blessing. And we learn here in this portion of Scripture, Mark chapter number 2, and we see an example of a way that someone in great need was brought to Christ. And there's some personalities that I want to see and in this portion of Scripture that I believe apply to us, how we can see God do a great work. How many of you are with me and you say, I would love to see God do a great work in my heart? and my life, and my church, and my community. Me too. I want to see God do a great work. How? Well, there's some wonderful truths here. Let's read together Mark chapter number 2, beginning in verse number 1. The Bible says, And again he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noised that he was in the house. And straightway many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them, and they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy thy sins be forgiven thee. But there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Why doth this man thus speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, Why reason ye these things in your hearts? Whether is it easier to say to the sick of the palsy, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and take up thy bed and walk? but that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. He saith to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, 
Arise and take up thy bed and go thy way into thine house. And immediately he arose up, took up the bed, and went forth before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw it on this fashion. And what a wonderful story. God did a great work, and God used some people to bring a man to Christ. Uh, the setting's interesting. We'll look and study this portion of Scripture together. The Bible says in verse 1, Again he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noise that he was in the house. Now, here's the setting there, in the house. Now, just a few verses back, uh, we have reference to Jesus being in Peter's house. And uh, the interesting connection here between Mark and Peter, Mark was very close to Simon Peter. And uh, we see a lot in this portion of Scripture that has kind of, you almost have Peter's point of view and reference because Mark, the writer of this gospel, spent a lot of time with the apostle Peter. Now, they're probably in Peter's house, which is kind of funny to think about when you think about Peter with Jesus and this great multitude of people have, have infiltrated Peter's house so much so that nobody can get around. And all of a sudden, Peter's listening to Jesus preach the word, and somebody fires up a steel chainsaw and cuts through the seat. Wait, that is not how it went. Somebody begins to tear the roof off of Peter's house. Can you imagine sitting in your house, and somebody tears a big section of roof off of your house and drops a man that has that is paralyzed, sick with the palsy, into your living room? <laughs> you can only imagine. Uh, but it's in Mark's house or Peter's house, most likely, and. They're in the house. I thought it, I thought about tying this message, Jesus is in the house. But uh, I don't like that, so we I skipped it. Anyway, verse number 2. The Bible says, And straightway many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive them, no, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. I want you to notice a recurring theme this in this book, the book of Mark, and actually a recurring theme all through the gospel records and the ministry of Jesus Christ. Jesus' great emphasis in his life and ministry was on preaching the Word. Preaching the Word. Now, he healed, and that was good. Healing was for a sign to the Jews and was not the most important work that Jesus did. And he would testify to that fact because... Healing is good, and it's great, and I believe Jesus is healing folks today. I don't think he's using preachers to smack people on the forehead and knock them out just long enough for them to heal them of cancer and stuff. But Jesus is healing, folks, and healing in this life is wonderful, and I praise God for every story I've ever heard. And every time I believe, I've believed God has healed the physical ailments of people in this earth. But Jesus had a greater purpose. His miracles were to prove to the Jewish mind that he had authority and that he was the Messiah. But his emphasis and his priority and the most important thing that Jesus did was preach the gospel and preach the word. Great multitudes of people came, and it was Christ's priority not to look at their human, earthly, temporal needs and say, oh, we better skip the preaching so that we can take care of some needs. Oh, no. He preached the word, and then he began to heal the masses. Preaching the word is of utmost importance. I don't say that because I'm the preacher. 
But preaching the Word is of utmost importance. It was in Christ's ministry, and it should be in the ministry of folks who want to see God do a great work. The preaching of the gospel changes things, changes lives. It strengthens believers. It educates us. It encourages us, and it drives us to faithful service to the King. And Jesus was a preacher of the Word. And may that always be an emphasis in this church. The preaching of God's Word. May we preach and find that pattern in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible continues. Verse number 3. And they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. But there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, Why doth this man thus speak blasphemy? This brings us to the message today. Three personalities, people that I want you to see. Number one, I want you to see one that was sick of the palsy. I want you to see the sick man, the paralyzed man. Secondly, I want you to see this group of men. The, he was born of four. There are four men carrying this sick man and determined to get him into the presence of Christ. And then I want you to see certain scribes, certain scribes who accused Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. He left the splendors of heaven to die on the cross for their sins. And the scribes looked at Jesus and they said, You are guilty of blasphemy. (laughs) Can you imagine? The spirits of these people will give us some insight into how to see a great work for God and to see men and women and boys and girls come to Christ, to be brought to Christ, and to see God do a great work. Oh, I want God to do a great work. And I'll just tell you, our earthly efforts are all vain unless the Holy Spirit of God will move in and do His work in our hearts and use us as His servants. May we learn from this portion of Scripture today on how to see God do a great work in the lives of men. Number one, I want you to see with me just a moment, one sick of the palsy. This person represents all lost people. It represents the needs of man. He represents the dire condition that folks all around us are in. The Bible says in Verse number three, they come unto him bringing one sick of the palsy. Here we meet him for the first time. We have a man that is sick. Not only is he sick, but he's paralyzed. I don't know what exactly kind of sickness he had. I don't know how long he's been paralyzed. The Bible doesn't give us insight into that. But this man is paralyzed and he's in need. He doesn't have the ability to bring himself to Christ. He doesn't have the ability or the understanding or the means by which to get to the master. But he's in great need. I pray that God will give us all soul vision. What do you mean, preacher? I mean, I hope that as you go about your task for this week, 
as you go out for lunch today or you're in the stores, I hope that the Holy Spirit of God will remind you that every person that you see is a man or a woman or a boy or a girl for whom Jesus died. And every person you see is a soul that has an eternal destiny. You know that all men are created in the image of God. And just as God is eternal, so are we. So are we. I'm going to live forever somewhere. I just happen to know for certain that I'm going to be in heaven forever because somebody, a number of peoples, determined they would share the gospel with me. And I got saved. Oh, I'm so thankful. You see, I was a sick of the palsy. I was one sick of the palsy. I was one that was in need. I was one that needed somebody to share the gospel with him. And praise the Lord, somebody did. I'm glad that some cynical, good-for-nothing, so-called Christian didn't look on me and say, there's no hope for that boy. I saw how he acted. But somebody in compassion and love said, I'm going to share the gospel with him. And I got gloriously saved. If you're glad you're saved, did you say amen? You were sick of the palsy. You were sick of the palsy. And God used somebody with the message of the gospel to bring you to Christ. We need to have soul vision. We need to understand that there are people all around us in need of Christ. From the worst of the worst, the lowest of the low, to the highest of the high. Every man no matter his social status, no matter his affluence or lack thereof, is a soul that's going to live forever somewhere. Thank you for listening to this message from the book of Mark. We're sure excited about the many opportunities that we have at the Chai Baptist Church to share content with you. If you'd like to hear more of the same, more messages from God's Word, other series from different books of the Bible, you can find us at chillhowiebaptistchurch.com or you can get our app on the App Store, Chillhowie Baptist Church. And we're so thankful that you've listened today. God bless you.